What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Take Three Podcast. My name is Brandon, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Alex, here to uh, wrap up week 10 on a Tuesday afternoon, coming off a, a weird Monday night football game where we start writing off Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers, and Jimmy Garoppolo decides, you know, he's going to turn into Joe Montana, pure accuracy. Honestly, maybe the best game I've seen out of Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, his entire career, to be honest. He didn't misplace a ball. And kind of, yeah, they controlled it. And Matt Stafford was once again for the second straight week, uh, pretty bad. Um, Thumb injury, who knows? He kind of had that a couple weeks ago. I believe it was the Thursday night game against Seattle, where um, just the past couple weeks, the zip hasn't been there. They kind of lack a real running game. And it uh, it becomes interesting now when you watch the uh, the Rams lose, the Bucks lose, uh, the Packers hold court. Now they're eight and two. They didn't look great, but a win's a win at the end of the day. Uh, Obviously, Arizona loses with Colt McCoy, no Kyler Murray. yeah, so it's another uh, it's another weird week. What do we really uh, make of this weekend uh, when we go back and uh, look at it? Yeah, another strange week. Another week where I got killed on the spread picks. Uh, a lot of like a lot of little games I didn't really expect to go that way. But I'm happy for Cam Newton and Panthers. That was cool. The NFC is you got the big teams kind of losing now. It's very like the NFC feels very even right now. I'm not really low on. Even the good teams that aren't playing really well, I'm not super low on them because all the win-loss totals are very close to each other. So it's like all going to depend on how the second half of the season plays out. It's going to be really interesting down the stretch for all the top teams because both conferences, you can tell which teams are better, but there's no like clear division on the top, top right now. With the exception of maybe, I hate to say it, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, I don't know about that. One 140-point Falcons dub. We're not, we're not, I'm not jumping, not jumping. They do look, they did seem to have it uh, back rolling though, made the comment, at least the Falcons can score. I was uh, clearly wrong when it was a point spread. And I said, yeah, they'll lose, but they'll score some points. Um, yeah. Clearly they didn't get the memo to score some points. So um, left out, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of the tough thing about picking games on a, a Tuesday or a Wednesday is with this, with the Carolina, Carolina and Arizona type thing where it's 10 and a half. And early in the week, it looks like Kyler might play. And then you get to Friday. He did one light practice and then obviously did not. Um, kind of weird stuff. But, yeah, just get uh, get screwed. Done trusting Mike White. Can't do that. Flip-flop <laughs> Dolphins game on a – yeah, that's not good. And then, yeah, I don't know what the Titans were doing. That seems like a Vegas special if I've ever seen one, two and a half. And, yeah, they somehow slide back in at the end with Trevor Simeon. But, I mean, let's just uh, – let's, let's get it going where the week – really uh, left off and that was last night the 49ers who we've kind of uh, shit on a little bit they're four and five now they haven't really looked great we said Kyle Shanahan mediocre um, comment still kind of stands you know I mean one W is not going to change my complete opinion on the guy but uh, last night division game three and a half it was a it, it just was a fitting end to the week like all the money was on the Rams they had Odell Von Miller's coming back uh, they look like crap at home against Tennessee and it was like yeah this is like a lock. And I think I sat here last week and was like, I love Rams three and a half on the road in, uh, in uh, Santa Clara against 49ers. And clearly I was wrong. Matt Stafford, he hadn't had the zip the past couple of weeks, 26 of 41, 243 yards, a touchdown, two picks. Uh, ugly, I believe one was a pick six, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, yeah, when you score points for the other team, that usually doesn't help. And then, as I said, uh, off the rip, Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe one of his better games, not yards-wise, but, I mean, he played clean football, 15 of 19, two touchdowns, no picks, only a buck 82. But uh, that's how they have to uh, function. They get heavy Elijah Mitchell, 27 carries out of him, 91 yards. Jeff Wilson, another 10 carries. 
so they ran the hell out of the ball. They forced turnovers. Uh, Debo Samuel, of course, that guy's balling out. Thought it might be an IU game. Nah, Debo got going. Kittle finds the end zone. So, I mean, what do you make of this? We're kind of sitting here like the Rams are the most complete team, and now they're rolling into a bye week. Uh, Matt Stafford, clearly, I mean, uh, I don't like to make excuses because everybody's hurt. I mean, we're midway through an NFL season. Guys are banged up. But uh, it's clearly that there's something there with the thumb. I don't know if there's ligaments torn, but he doesn't seem to have the zip on the ball that he had out of the gates. So, I mean, what do we, what do we make of this as the 49ers, as we were talking about, uh, on the fray of this four wins, um, it might only take nine to get a, an NFC wildcard slot with how bad the NFC, uh, not really bad, but just how the uh, how the mid-tier teams are playing this year. So, I mean, what do we make of this Monday night football game? And are you concerned for the Rams going forward? So to start with the Rams side, I'm definitely concerned because they went all in this year, right? There's not a lot of room for like error. So if they start like sliding down the stretch, that's not a good look. I'm not too worried. Like there'll be a playoff team, the seven and three, but that's two weeks in a row where the offense didn't look good at all. And the whole point of like the Matthew Stafford trade and changing the quarterback is to improve the offense because it wasn't really about the defense for the Rams. It was about the offense and getting getting it going consistently, which Jared Goff wasn't able to do. And Stafford's kind of having some trouble the last few weeks. So that's definitely really concerning if I'm the Rams. Uh, until I see him bounce back, I'm a little worried about the offense. But from the Niners perspective, this was the Niners team I thought I was going to see all season. This is the first game I thought I looked at him like, oh, this is a playoff team. This is that really good roster that I liked. The defense played really well. And then it was a <clears throat> that run game was excellent. And Jimmy Garoppolo was very, very good on Monday night, putting the ball where it needed to be. Uh, I thought the game plan was good. He got Kyle Shanahan made sure uh, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, all the good guys touched the ball a lot. It was really that simple. We saw uh, Debo Samuel five carries for 36 yards and a touchdown. He also did well uh, on the ground and then five catches, 97 and a touchdown through the air. So like that's what the Niners need to do. Get it the ball in their a uh, few guys that can make the, make it happen, Mitchell, Samuel, Kittle, and then have the defense play well. That was the best performance of the Niners all year. And like you stated, it doesn't take a lot to get a wild card spot in the NFC. So, like, they're very alive. So, like, this is the first time all year I felt good about the Niners. Yeah, for sure. The Niners, they did. This is what we saw in the Super Bowl year. Typical, prototypical. 49ers football run the ball set Jimmy Garoppolo up for easy passes and yeah it looks good if the defense can uh, attack and force turnovers which they did um obviously said Matt Stafford two picks yeah I'm kind of concerned as you said they went all in on this year and it's just kind of yeah there's a lot of pressure now when you look at a guy like Matt Stafford who he's kind of now in the situation that he drew up right he was in Detroit for so long and it was kind of overlooked nobody really paid attention the Lions sucked it was the Lions this the Lions this well, now you're into this situation that you so dearly wanted. And now we're kind of seeing things unravel with a two game losing streak where he hasn't played good football. And when you're in a city like L.A., it's not going to get any easier. The newspapers aren't going to get nicer. You go on a bye week for a, for a week off that you're going to get scrutinized even more. So, I mean, they have some things to uh, figure out. It's interesting now. They don't really have a good run game, right? When Jared Goff was the quarterback and they made the Super Bowl run, they really ran the ball heavy and it set up the whole offense. And they've kind of now relied – Matt Safford comes in. Obviously, Cam Akers uh, injured Achilles uh, preseason. And they really haven't found the resemblance of that running game with Daryl Henderson to where they're uh, able to set up the play actions and kind of the gimmicks that work in between the uh, – or within the Sean McVay offensive scheme. So you're kind of seeing them uh, – yeah, they're just becoming a gun uh, gunslinger 
happy uh, team. I mean, Cooper Cup's feasting, right? Like it looks good on the fray with your stats guys and your fantasy guys, but this style of football is not how Sean McVay wants to uh, run the offense. I can guarantee that. And yeah, I mean, 49ers, hell of a game. It's a, uh, it's one of those that kind of maybe can rewrite the script of their season when you're trending down. It definitely gives Jimmy Garoppolo another week uh, without Trey Lance breathing down his neck. You come out and play like this in a primetime game. It's going to get you a little bit more leeway. And um, it'll be interesting to see if the 49ers can kind of keep this style of football up because this is uh, this is this is the Kyle Shanahan scheme that everybody expected out of the gates and not for them to be four and five. Yeah. And the, the best thing about the Niners, especially in the first half, their scoring drives are like eight minute, nine minute methodical drives against a really good defense. Just positive yards after positive yards. So like you do that, they can be anybody. So it was encouraging. Exactly. The Niners bleed drives. Yeah. And they keep that defense on the field. Right. And then if the Rams come out, <clears throat> can't get anything going um, and bang that tired defense, who just was out there for nine consecutive minutes, uh, they come right back out there and just get beat up again. So it's definitely, it's everything that you want out of the, uh, out of the 49ers and the Rams. Yeah. At least they got a bye week, right? Get figure out the Matt Stafford thumb situation, figure out what's going on with the offense. Get Odell up to speed, obviously, but no Robert Woods. They're going to need him to kind of come in and fill uh, probably that slot role where uh, they can feed him the ball alongside Cooper Cup and really get things rolling again. But, uh, yeah, work's cut out for Sean McVay now. Oh, yeah, because the, the game after the bye week is in Lambeau. So. Yep. <clears throat> that's, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't get easier, right? Like Matt Stafford, it, you're going back. The ghosts of the past, right, brother? Like it's not going to get any easier. And now you're in a much uh, heavier scrutinized situation than you were in uh, Detroit. So I think it's interesting. It's definitely something to watch. A lot of Stafford defenders out there, but I don't think we can forget. I mean, Sean McVay took Jared Goff in the same scheme, went to a Super Bowl. So let's see how this thing plays out. There's a lot of football to be played, but it's definitely something to monitor with the Rams because, as you mentioned, they're all in. They got like two draft picks and they're like fifth and sixth rounders. So, I mean, they got like a solid two-year window to do this thing. Um, yeah, let's move on now. Sunday night football, kind of a team that we rid wrote off uh, heavily, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, finally, dude, you know, two and a half. Uh, I was all in. I said, this is the last ditch effort. If the Chiefs don't do it, like I'm done. I'm picking against the Chiefs every week. It doesn't matter who they play. I'll take a loss on spreads and uh, just to never pick them again. And obviously we saw um, we, we saw the Chiefs offense get back to what we were used to seeing, 41 points. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, five touchdowns, didn't turn the ball over, 35 of 50, 400 yards. Um, if you're a Chiefs fan, this is everything that you wanted to see. Travis Kelsey gets eight catches, a buck 19. The weird stat is obviously Darrell Williams, nine catches for 101 yards and a touchdown. Snags one out of the DB's hands. That was pretty dope. And then obviously Tyreek Hill, they found a way to get him uh, going in the red zone with a couple plays. He had seven catches, 83 and two touchdowns. So, I mean, are, are we back in? The Chiefs are now, they went from last in the AFC West to now they're first in the AFC West. They're now betting favorites to win the AFC West again. Um, they're climbing up the Super Bowl betting charts again. Um, are we back in on the Kansas City Chiefs going forward? Or is this kind of, hey, they played a team that has dealt with multiple controversies in a single season and it was about time that they uh, that they unravel? Oh, that's it's a fine line. The Chiefs are back offensively, hopefully. Uh, 
I'm still worried about him, honestly. They finally look good. They finally bounce back. They finally got a good win. Uh, the defense only gave up 14 points. The defense has played better. The offense, just they're playing much better. Patrick Mahomes looks like Mahomes. You got a little bit, little bit of the Mahomes magic working again. And then <clears throat> I'm just worried because it was against the Raiders. And I, I picked the Raiders. I was hoping they would be resilient like they were earlier in the year. But <clears throat> they're a very different team from the beginning of the year. They have a lot of trouble moving the ball. This is the second or third game in a row where the Raiders just can't get anything going offensively. And it's pretty concerning, which like kind of dampers my excitement for the Chiefs being back because the Raiders have not played well. But I really hope the Chiefs are back. I think this next upcoming game against Dallas will be very telling because those are two very good football teams. But I'm excited about the Chiefs. I love when the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are playing well. It's much more fun to me than when they're not playing well and he's throwing a bunch of picks. So I'm here for Patrick Mahomes, 400 yards, five touchdowns. I hope it continues. Exactly. I think it was perfect. You know, I mean, the stars aligned. You go out to Vegas, you go out to the bright lights of Las Vegas, you play the Raiders, a team that's kind of reeling. And um, yeah, they finally played it smart. They attacked the middle of the field with Travis Kelsey. Like it's been there all year. It's been there for 10 games. And they finally just said, hey, let's uh, let's start doing it. I guess Andy uh, put down the dinner plates and started watching some film and was like, shit, we've been missing this the entire season because it's there they're given teams are not giving up the bombs even though they did find some uh, big plays but they played it smart and really set it up by attacking that middle of the field and uh, yeah big thing was no turnovers right you play clean football with that defense who also kind of showed out a little bit but I'm not going to get too excited because as you mentioned the Raiders they're kind of they're kind of hurting Henry Ruggs out of that offense really takes the top he would take the top off of defenses right so now it's really teams know hey you're going to try and force feed Darren Waller and uh, it's easier to stop when you don't have that burner on the outside to really pull the safeties back. And um, we've noticed that, right? I mean, Hunter Renfro is the guy leading the team in targets and receptions. It's uh, not a good sign. But, yeah, I mean, I'm here for it, too. I'm going to be a little bit cautious, right? I got, I got to see this week. We get next week Kansas City Chiefs at home. Uh, they play Dallas. And uh, that's one more where we will uh, we'll, we'll get to figure it out about the Chiefs. We'll get to see if they're truly back. I want to see it back-to-back weeks. Uh, clean, smart football, but I mean, it's a good sign. Everything's trending upwards when you really could have made a mess of this game and came out and played like shit against a division opponent and uh, left them around. But uh, I got to give it to them. Good win for the Chiefs. I was happy to pick them. Hey, well, we might roll with them again for another week. Um, but yeah, I mean, they got it done. They went out to Vegas, took care of business, and uh, that's where it is. Yeah, and they had been playing so poorly that Vegas even had this spread as only two and a half points. So it's not like and it was expecting to be an ass kicking. So the fact that they went in there and won in that fashion is very encouraging because it's been a, it's felt like it's been a long time since we've seen that. Exactly. I didn't know what they're going to look like. I rolled with the Chiefs just because of the, the, it was they had to hit one week. Right. And I didn't think yeah, nobody thought it was going to be like 41, 14 absolute domination. But I think most people expected the Chiefs to be able to be gutsy enough to uh, find a way to win. But I mean, this was kind of classic Chiefs football that we all expected. And, um, yeah, I mean, they'll look to keep it going next week. You got to see uh, if they keep the ship rolling. And um, if so, hey, they're back and you get another uh, – the Bills better watch out because an angry Chiefs team, they're going to want that rematch back. So it'll be an exciting thing to uh, see going forward. Um, next really thing, I guess kind of short, not really big 
big. I don't want to spend too much time because the other team put a backup quarterback. But, I mean, we, we got to talk about briefly at least. Carolina Panthers go on the road, 34-10, beat the Cardinals. Obviously, Kyler Murray did not play. Colt McCoy um, started bad. This is kind of Colt McCoy that we expected. I don't know how the 49ers lost to him, to be honest. He was only 11-20, 107 yards. But the big story of the game, Cam Newton, my man says, I'm back. Uh, two rushing touchdowns. It was kind of it was good to see. Honestly, it was good to see him run those in in a Panthers jersey too. It feels like a fitting, uh, like it feels like a storybook ending. To I mean, we don't know how many years Cam Newton really has left. It seems like physically he's still there, but we don't know how many shots you're going to get in the NFL. Obviously, with teams drafting quarterbacks, and uh, obviously just the type of guy Cam Newton is, he's kind of flashy, and teams don't usually like to bring those guys in for some reason, but I mean, it's a good story. How do you feel? Cam Newton, two touchdowns. Seemingly, he's going to be the starter next week. They've already said Matt Rule. He's taken all the first team reps. Uh, Cam Newton's back, at least for the second half of this season, and I think it's good to see, and I like that it's with the Panthers where it all started. Yeah, this is a feel-good, fun story. I really, I like rooting for Cam Newton. I was super excited to see him score some touchdowns again in Carolina. And, like, they kind of went full circle, right? Teddy for a year, then Sam, and now they're back to Cam. I'm happy Cam's back. I'm rooting for him. Uh, I take nothing from the Cardinals, no Kyler. I just toss this game away for him. But for Carolina, and all of a sudden you're five and five, you got Cam Newton back. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it'd be really fun if they push and got a wild card spot. I'm definitely rooting for him. Yeah, for sure. Cam makes that team uh, more dynamic, obviously, what he can do with his legs. It's going to, we mentioned last week, I think, in the uh, preview when he signed with them, is yeah, he'll open things up for Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey had a good day. And um, that offense, yeah, I mean, when you got guys like Sam Darnold starting in this league or being on rosters in this league and throwing three, four picks a game. Um, there's a spot for Cam Newton in the league, especially if Colt McCoy is on an NFL roster. There's got to be – there. there's spots out there for Cam Newton. Obviously, kind of the bravado act with the outfits and the stuff he does kind of – that's why GMs and these old dudes don't like him. But, hey, it's a great it's a great story, at least for half a year, and we'll see where it goes. I think he'll at least get a uh, – if he plays well enough down the stretch, he'll at least get a shot uh, to be the Panthers' starter – next year because it seems like Deshaun Watson isn't too keen on going there I don't know why he's like dead set on Miami I guess the strippers are better there but um <laughs> it, it is what it is because I mean if you're Deshaun Watson it's like that team would be a squad where you'd have your eyes on as well but I mean it's good story for uh for Cam Newton to to get be back in action and have a legit shot to uh finish out this season with the Panthers and obviously compete next year for that uh that starting job if he plays well and they get a playoff spot or one of those two things happen, he has a, he's definitely got a good chance. Yeah. I mean, if he has a resurgence, as we've always mentioned, this draft isn't really QB heavy. So it's like, there's no right. wasting a pick on a quarterback. If Cam Newton can be serviceable enough and you have the offensive minds of Matt rule and Joe Brady to, to dial up enough offensive plays and get gimmicky with it. And obviously Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore and those weapons, I think he can do enough. And um, obviously they got studs on defense, depending if they bring back Stefan Gilmore um, in the offseason. It'll be super interesting to see there. But, yeah, they have everything there. I mean, he just has to play clean football. Don't turn it over. Don't try to do too much. And, um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Uh, I'm excited. I'm kind of I'm not a huge Cam Newton fan, but it's a good story. And when there's a good story out there, I, uh, I will certainly appreciate it. Um, moving forward, we got to go with this one. We got to go Mac Jones, Patriots absolutely dominate the Browns uh, in Foxborough 45 to seven. I didn't think it would go down that way. Similar to the Sunday night game. I didn't think it'd be that bad of a beatdown. 
but uh, the Browns fall to five and five. Obviously, the Patriots moved to six and four. And um, suddenly you got to watch out for the Patriots in the AFC playoffs. It's weird to think the Bill Belichick, they got that defense. Mac Jones is making every throw that they ask of him to make. I really, for the first time I watched the Patriots game, and I was actually impressed with Josh McDaniel's offensive uh, game plan. Uh, everything was working. And I was super impressed with Mac Jones. The touchdown to Kendrick Bourne, beautiful ball. It was literally a ball where it, it had to be placed where it was. Either Kendrick Bourne was catching it or nobody was catching it. And uh, for a rookie quarterback, he seems to be the guy. It's it's a little scary. Bill Belichick has his guy. And uh, the Patriots are rolling full speed ahead. Ramondre Stevenson as well. Shout out to him. He had 20 carries, 100 yards, and two touchdowns with the absence of Damian Harris. He was really rolling all day, slippery, finding uh, holes in the O-line to really attack. And um, it was just – it was all Patriots. I don't even know if there's anything to talk about on the Brown side because they looked that bad. Dearness Johnson was pretty good again, though, to be honest. I think he had like 100 yards on 19 carries. But uh, Baker was bad. Um, he threw some really – I think he threw one pick, but honestly he threw one to J.C. Jackson that he knocked down later in – I think it was uh, right around halftime or the second half that should have been picked, but it got knocked down. But, I mean, the pick – or the near pick six to Kyle Duggar was one of the worst passes I've seen. Uh, this year out of a out of a fourth year guy you don't expect that out of your franchise quarterback and um, yeah it gets uh, the Browns once again right they blow out a team and then they get blown out so I mean what do we what do we make here the Patriots uh, the Patriots are looking uh, they're surging at the right time I would say in November yeah I want to start with the Brown side real quick I I like the Browns going into this game I thought they would play much better. They're not 38 points worse than the Patriots, but man, at some point that defense just has to play better. They got, they signed a bunch of guys in the off season and they haven't really looked good for a full game. Like there hasn't been one really good performance still. And then Baker was terrible. Um, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even the fact that to me, they didn't really miss Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. Of course you do, but like the Ernest Johnson got the run game going. Baker was just bad and the defense could not stop New England at all. Cleveland, a Cleveland, is just I it's hard to even pick them moving forward but watch they're gonna like one of these next couple of games they're gonna look dominant again and uh knock the shit out of somebody so it's just if I if you're a Cleveland Browns fan you got to be incredibly frustrated with this season because like the roster is so much better than they're playing especially defensively but for the more fun side New England they look great again all of a sudden they're six and four dominant win they're looking good heading towards the playoffs they're right there they could possibly win the division uh I don't think they'll be uh, overtake the bills, but they should definitely be a wild card team. And Mac Jones has been impressive. So the defense is playing well under Belichick. No surprise. I got the running game uh, humming, but Mac Jones just looks so good. He had a touchdown pass at Kendrick Bourne and Kendrick Bourne like ripped it down through like two Browns defenders. And it was a very nice, confident throw. And it just was a really good play that I, I saw that one. And I just, that one instilled a lot of confidence in the Patriots. They look good. And I don't think they'll be, I don't think they'll be a top one to three team in the AFC. Like, I don't think they're better than the Bills or like the Ravens, but they're right there. Yeah. I mean, New England could win any game. Like, it's weird and it's funny that Tom Brady's gone and it's only two seasons later and uh, Bill Belichick has a damn quarterback again and they look really good again. Yeah, I was going to say on paper, they're not a top three, but I'd say they're a dark horse team. I don't think there's a team in mm -hmm. that conference that they can't. Beat. It was interesting you said the Browns' defense. I kind of lean it's more on their offense. When you look at they came right out of the rip, a four-minute drive, went straight down the field, scored a touchdown, but then the Patriots yep. rattle off a 10-minute drive for 93 yards. And then you look at the very next drive, that's the interception, three or four plays, 38 seconds of control. Uh, they threw the pick to Duggar. Obviously, 
Patriots run it in. Then the very next drive is eight plays for two minutes. You put your defense back out there for another seven. The very next drive out there, another Patriots touchdown when it's 21 to seven is a minute 52. So you just look at their drives. There's no, it's not Brown's football that they want to play. They want to be the guys with the nine minute drives really leave that defense, but they didn't really establish that at all. Obviously the, uh, the near pick six kind of foils it when you're down 14, seven, and then you punt right off of that and it's 24 to seven or 21 to seven. Yeah. Then when they let the, uh, the Patriots go on a 99 yard drive, 12 plays, six minutes, uh, you kind of, you can't, you can't run the rock, but I think their offense, Baker Mayfield has to be better. If he's going to get a payday and be a franchise quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, uh, you got to find a way to be better. Those you can't make those rookie mistakes, right? He's now in year four, um, it's kind of, it's time, but yeah, their defense, I guess, I mean, yeah, the pass rush, Miles Garrett had a sack, but I mean, I, I lean to, you gotta be able to extend drives if you're, uh, if you're the Cleveland offense. Well, I agree with that. It's just, I, I watch those long drives, especially that 99 yard drive from new England and they converted on multiple third downs over and over again. That was probably the most frustrating part is they could not get a stop on third down to save their life. They, whether it was third and six, third and three, third and eight, they converted every single one. Yeah. So that's uh that's what happens when they're out on the field. I don't know. They're second. I mean, they're never really – they have a good pass rush. They're never really labeled as a great secondary on the uh, on the back end. Miles Garrett leads the league in sacks, I believe, 13. But, I mean, yeah, the Browns are who we thought they were, right? The Browns are right back to being the Browns. So, they're 5-5. Five and five. I don't know. They'll come out and probably beat somebody by 50 next week. And, um, yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll kind of we'll kind of see uh, how – that keeps rolling. Um, I mean, a couple quick pit stops, I guess, on the uh, fray of things. It's not really like an impressive win. Dallas 43 to three. Uh, as I mentioned off the rip, I thought the Falcons, they were four and four team. I thought they'd be able to score a couple points, but I mean, obviously they scored a few points, uh, putting up three. Matt Ryan looked like typical Matt Ryan, not very good. Uh, nine of 21, a buck 17, two picks, one to Trayvon Diggs. It's another interception for Diggs. Uh, good for him. And then Dak Prescott, more importantly, got back to doing Dak Prescott things, 24-31, 296, two touchdowns, no picks. Run game wasn't really dominant. I mean, Zeke and Tony Pollard both had 40, uh, 42 yards and 41 yards at these Zeke punches in two touchdowns. So it's not the run-heavy dominant game plan. They got production. Obviously, you get two touchdowns out of Zeke, you're happy. And uh, C.D. Lamb, six catches, 94 and two touchdowns. So, I mean, it seems like the Cowboys – are back. I'm not putting an immense amount of stock in the W overall because it's it's the Falcons. But I mean, if you're you're not sitting at seven two of the Cowboys, you took care of business, right? That's the that's the more important thing. If you're a Cowboys fan, is uh, you didn't lose another one at home to a team you probably should have beat. As they probably should have beat the Broncos last week, but they just didn't show up, right? And you don't show up. But um, yeah, anything here? Twenty nine point second quarter, they blanked the Falcons twenty nine nothing in the second quarter. Uh, that really, yeah, the game was over at half, to be honest. I already crossed off that pick on the spread right at halftime. Yeah, very impressive uh, win for the Cowboys to bounce back. Uh, they look good. They are a much better team than Atlanta. They did exactly what they're supposed to do, and that's always a good sign because, like, you never want to just keep teams in games and let them linger around. So they did exactly what they needed to do. They've looked good all year, the exception of that game last week. So, yeah. It's hard to it's hard to say negative things about Dallas. They've been very very good. Exactly, good W. Um, quick stop on this one. Obviously, stop in Washington real quick. Tampa Bay twenty nine nineteen the loss. Um, Tyler, Taylor Heineke kind of he had a good day. He had a good solid. Uh, 
didn't do anything amazing, but he didn't do anything terrible. He just played football, right? 26 to 32, 256, and a touchdown. Antonio Gibson punched in uh, two touchdowns, 24 carries, 64 yards. And uh, DeAndre Carter, shout out to him, former Eagle, uh, caught a big touchdown pass. But, I mean, yeah, Tampa Bay, underwhelming. They couldn't really get anything going all day. Mistakes, 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 especially off the rip. I mean, two picks. One was big-time Tom Brady. Uh, the misread over the middle, that was just – I don't even know what to say about that. Um, the little one with Darden where the ball gets flipped up in the air, that's kind of unfortunate. Should have had a third pick, to be honest. They really robbed uh, Washington on the one that hits off Godwin's foot right in the Fuller's hands. Apparently, that's not enough control. I mean, they should have just said they wanted to keep the Bucks in the game uh, just for the uh, entertainment purposes. But um, any concerns coming out of this, it's kind of they, they didn't look good. I think Vita Vey got hurt as well. MCL sprain. He's going to miss a couple weeks. Um, unimpressive defensive performance, unimpressive on offense. They fall to six and three now. Obviously, you still have Tom Brady, but um, it's kind of when things aren't rolling, we assume, we always assume that their defense will get shredded, but Tom Brady will put up enough points, right? And this is kind of one where uh, they didn't put up enough points. And then obviously, one last thing on Washington side, unfortunate Chase Young towards ACL. Uh, he's going to miss the rest of the year. But um, anything to take away from this? Yeah, uh, I hope Chase Young gets healthy fast. That sucks to see. I hate to see that. Um, I'm I'm concerned with the Buccaneers' offense. This is not the first game we've seen them struggle. They don't have AB right now. Gronkowski's not there. And yeah, I mean, I just it's I just make the assumption that Tom Brady and his team will get it together in the next month for postseason. It's just hard to not have confidence in Tom Brady heading in. They don't look good right now. Uh, if this was like, if the playoffs was like next week, I'd be a little concerned, but I, it's just hard for me not to think that Tom Brady's going to get this offense. Right. I don't, I can't say the same about the defense. Cause I don't know. <clears throat> we'll see if they can get healthy, especially on the back end, but I'm, I'm, I'm concerned for Tom, Tom Brady in the offense, but I, I would assume they get it going. I think getting Antonio Brown back will help a lot actually with those three wide receiver sets. Hopefully they can get Gronkowski back in there, but um, good win for Washington. They finally looked like a much better defense for the first time. Yeah, they really, uh, it seems like they have the remedy, honestly, even in the playoff game last year, they kind of had the remedy for a, a little while to uh, slow down the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Um, yeah. I mean, I have a little, Little concern. It's kind of concerning that Antonio Brown means that much to that offense. It's weird with an offense that has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Um, yeah. It's just weird to see that Antonio, you know, I mean, they need Antonio Brown. It's weird to say that, but he is kind of like that slot guy, that mismatch where you can't uh, double any of the two big guys. And then obviously with Gronk not being there, he's kind of a guy that Brady just has that chemistry and knows where he's going to be. So, I mean, if you can replace uh, Darden out there with uh, Antonio Brown, Tom Brady will take that all day. But, yeah, they looked uh, bottled up. The checkdowns weren't there. They just played sloppy football. And you go on the road and play sloppy football in the NFL, uh, you're going to lose games. I mean, I'm concerned that they still can't sniff the quarterback with the pass rush. We know how bad the secondary is. Uh, the pass rush is underwhelming. And now you lose Vita Vea. Um, they've got to find a way to sniff the quarterback. Yeah, because that's how they won last year. They had a great pass rush down the stretch. So if they don't have that, that's – see, that's why I'm I'm very worried about the defense, but the offense, like, I feel like we'll just get it together. Yeah, and it's it's tough. Tom's 44 now, so it's like yeah. we, we, we got to see where – we got to see where things uh, 
role, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just minor concerns, but um, I assume they will figure it out as well. And if they don't, then we'll come back here next week and say, start writing off Tampa Bay. But uh, <laughs> until, until then, uh, we'll just say hell of a game by Washington. They seem to have the game plan to uh, piss off Tom Brady. And uh, yeah, the Bucs just have to clean up the turnovers because those kind of hurt. Those are extra possessions and points for uh, Washington. Um, Another one real quick, 45-17. Bills get it back on track after looking like dog shit the past two weeks. Uh, Josh Allen gets it rolling. Um, two touchdowns and a pick, 366 yards. Singletary scores a touchdown. Stephon Diggs, eight catches, a buck 62. And uh, one touchdown, 13 targets. Wow, now that I look at the target share, he had 13. Nobody else had more than three. Uh, he feasted, got the job done. I mean, Stephon Diggs is a baller. So that's what it is. And then obviously on the other side, my man Mike White, um, we're done rolling with you, dude. I heard everybody's had their chanting Mike White's name in the locker room. They're probably chanting cut Mike White now. 24 of 44, 254 picks. Um, anytime you throw four picks, you're probably losing and you're probably not playing the next week. So, I mean, this is really not really much to talk about, but the Bills get it going, right? You, everybody wanted to see the Bills kind of right the ship and get the points back on the board. And they found a way to get it going on uh, both sides of the ball and really um, kind of solidify themselves as maybe the top seed, if not the top team in the AFC once again. Yeah, the Bills are right there. They're probably the team to beat if you look at their full resume for the season in the AFC. It's kind of – they've been the most consistent, I feel like, top to bottom. Facts for sure. So it's good to see Josh Allen get it going. And then lastly, we'll just end off on what the hell happened Thursday night. Uh, Miami Dolphins, 22 to 10 W over the Baltimore Ravens, who literally right before that, I said my pick for the Super Bowl will be the Bucks and the Ravens. Um, they both lose. I mean, if you have a team that you want me to curse and say they'll be in the Super Bowl and you want them to lose, um, just hit me up between now and by the time we do week 11's preview and that team will probably lose in a, in week 11. But yeah, I mean, I've really honest to God, never seen a, a, a full half of football where a team runs one defense and Greg Roman just sits there and had no adjustment. They made no adjustment. Um, yeah, I don't know. They ran the same zero blitz all uh, the entire second half. And the Ravens not once said, hey, let's just run a slant with Hollywood Brown, who's probably faster than the DB that's guarding him. And uh, we will score. Now they didn't do that. They, uh, yes, uh, I mean, what can we make of the Ravens? They kind of, they, they kind of look vulnerable. Not very good. They fall to six and three after a disappointing Thursday night performance. Yeah, I really want to just chalk it up to short week, bad, bad game, just throw it out the window. But it was concerning to watch. The offense was atrocious. They made no adjustments. I almost felt like they could just show up to Miami and beat a poor Dolphins team. But, you know, they're still all professionals. Like, you better be ready to play. Uh, as, a, as someone that's, like, pretty high on the Ravens this year, I really want to just chalk it up to short week, bad game. But it does leave me a little concerned. Yeah, that's that's the the easy thing. Yeah, I'm gonna chalk it up to yeah, I don't know. They for once couldn't pull it out of their ass, right? We saw them yep. for three games or four games to start the year. They just pulled the bullshit out, found a way to win, and this time the bullshit didn't go your way. You mentioned it pretty much now on the head. They thought they could roll into Miami. Uh, hang out on the beach, do nothing, and then just show up and play Thursday night football. Uh, it's Jacoby Brissett and Tua. We'll, we'll win that. Doesn't matter which guy shows up. And uh, yeah, you got to make adjustments. This is uh, NFL football. Come on, Greg Roman. Maybe that's why uh, teams have passed on him as a head coach because not a lot of adjustments there. Not even the simplest adjustment. It's not even they didn't do one switch. That's what concerns me is you get beat for an entire half of football. 
Yeah, and that mentality is like the mentality I took as like a fan thinking they'll just walk in and win. You can't have that as the actual team. You'll get crushed. Exactly. Yeah, I thought at some point, yeah, I was like, shit, they'll find a way, dude. The Dolphins are like giving them the ball back. They've had a million possessions, and uh, it didn't happen. Um, Just across the other board, shout out Saints, backdoor cover. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That's really hilarious, but it seems like a Vegas <laughs> highway robbery. seems like Vegas dialed it up, to be honest. They hit the Buffalo Wild Wings button. And said, uh, yeah, we need a quick Saints cover. And that happened. Um, I don't know what to say about the Colts. You start trusting them with 10-point favorites, and they do that. Um, I don't know what to make of it. And then the disgrace of the day is probably in Pittsburgh. Um, DeAndre Swift ran like 58 times. Uh, Jared Goff had two gloves on in the freezing cold. Could barely throw a football three yards without throwing it into the dirt. They said he was hurt. I don't know. I tuned in for like the, the fourth quarter in the overtime. It was hard to watch, but it was hilarious. And then, uh, yeah, Mason Rudolph should probably be out of football, to be honest. He's garbage. Um, there's If he's on a roster, that's another dude, Matt. If he's on a roster, uh, Cam Newton should definitely be on a roster. A hundred percent. Yeah, but uh, he's atrocious. He should probably be out of football. He sucks. Um, yeah, the Steelers, once again, they they have a big win, and then they do stuff like that, or they win on Monday night. They get back into the uh, the kind of division play, and then they go out in sixteen sixteen tie, um, unimpressive. Uh, anything else really on the slate to talk about? Shout out Eagles thirty to thirteen. Yes, <laughs> shout out Eagles. Jalen Hurts. They got to win. They're four and six, and somehow they're not out of the wild card hunt, which is incredibly stupid. Exactly. 30 to 13 domination. We own Denver. And as I've said before, there's not another loss on the schedule. Amen. Uh, easy Saints game next week. And then a lot of easy division bum opponents that we will probably <laughs> dominate en route to an 11 and six finish. And uh, yeah, watch out. It's like, but um, yeah, I guess that's really uh, it for like the game slates. Um, I guess I can just wrap chargers. They're about done. They're on life support. Rookie head coach, um, Justin Herbert, I guess, kind of struggling out there. Uh, I did not expect them to lose at home to the Vikings. I thought they would come out with a little bit more energy. More uh, more AFC teams that are, like, hot and cold coming, like, you don't know how they're going to show up. And then the Vikings are the same exact way as well. So it gets, it gets kind of tricky. Exactly, yeah. AFC's, uh, yeah, it's weird. But, um, yeah, let's move on to the, uh, the, the spread picks. Great week. Four and nine. I was super excited to get four out of nine picks, correct? Uh, Titans really did a good job. The Colts, yeah, I mean, just look at all these picks. Uh, I don't I don't even know what to say. Should have had a Dolphins one, but I decided to do the flip-flop. Um, that didn't roll out. Yeah, I mean, what a week. John's now one game over 500 and in first place. And, yeah, I'm now nine games out, and you're four games out. Not looking, uh, not looking good for us, but – Hey, if we can just put one week together, we'll be right back in this. Yeah, back-to-back bad weeks. I'm under 500 now. Very disappointed. But, I mean, looking at these picks, like, beforehand, they're not even that bad. I mean, Falcons is real bad. Cardinals, that was – we didn't really know about the quarterback situation, whatever. But, like, they're just – like, the Colts probably should have covered. The Bucks got their ass kicked. Ravens got their ass kicked. They're nine points and eight-point favorites, and they got their ass kicked. So, it's like – so it was, it was kind of a strange week. Yeah, it was a very strange week. Got robbed. Falcons couldn't score. Bucks didn't show up. Mike White returns to exactly why he's never going to be a starter in this league. Uh, Carson Wentz didn't do anything. Jonathan Taylor dominated, but they couldn't hold on. They decided to let Urban Meyer charge back into the game. 
And then, yeah, Cardinals was just like a weird one. We all went with it. We all kind of assumed Kyler would play. And then as it got to Saturday, um, Kyler did not play. Happy with the Chiefs. Rams sucked it up too. Yeah, another bad week. I mean, I got to get something going. This has been like three or four in a row where um, I've been trending down. I was right in the thick of it. And now I'm like, I'm going backwards. So I need a week oh. this week. No flip-flops. We're rolling with the gut instinct. And, uh, yeah, no more Jets, big spreads. We're not trusting that anymore. I think I did that two weeks in a row, and it just absolutely shot myself in the foot. Well, uh, long long season, lots of ups, lots of downs. We're right in the middle of it. A couple bad weeks in a row. It's time to bounce back. Facts. Looks like John's a Vegas scam artist, too, dude. Has Washington, Washington, the Vikings. Like, yeah, get out of here. But, yeah, long season. <laughs> we'll, uh, Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins too. Like, yeah, get out of here, dude. But I mean, hey, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll get it going in time for next week. I'm excited to uh, look at next week's slate uh, spread wise and really uh, turn this thing around. You know, I mean, try to do a little Chiefs thing. Try to try to get some uh, get some W's on the board just like the Chiefs did this past week. But I mean, that's really gonna do it for today's show. I want to thank all y'all for listening. Uh, please like, subscribe, and comment if you have any suggestions. As we would I'd love to hear that feedback. As always, the Spotify link will be posted. In the description for uh, audio only listeners, go ahead and follow us on uh, Spotify if you uh, want to choose audio only. And then, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll see you uh, Thursday for the, um, the week 11 preview.